What's up, y'all, and welcome to Marley the Podcast, where I use over a decade of experience in the health and fitness space to help you find what's gold and what's old so you can achieve all your health goals seamlessly. Learning to help manage stress and creating effective approaches on how to do this is one of the most beneficial areas of improving not just your mental health, but also your physical well-being as well. But I also want to go ahead and say that stress management approaches are not always one size fits all. So what may work for me may not work for you. So you see a lot of hype about journaling or meditation, and these are all really great tactics and techniques and tools, but it doesn't mean it's the best fit for you. So this episode is meant to bring awareness around different methods that are used to manage stress. And then that way you can start experimenting and taking note of what works best for you. And then to give you tips on how to guide you through this process. Because when it feels like your stress bucket is constantly filling up and spilling over with no end in sight, there's not enough hours in the day, bills don't stop coming in, and the list of your personal and professional responsibilities seem to be a mile high, I'm here to remind you that you have control over a lot more than you think. Because not only does it take a huge toll on your body mentally, But it also takes a huge toll on your physical well-being because if you are on any sort of journey to be your healthiest self or to get to a specific weight or to put on muscle, controlling stressors is going to be a really huge component of that. And I know this firsthand because after years of going pedal to the freaking metal with no braking, no stops, my anxiety got to be at an all-time high. My stress levels were through the roof, which meant my hair started thinning. It stopped growing altogether. And I knew that something had to give because operating under this much stress just wasn't doable forever. And I knew it was only going to get worse. So the biggest step to take in order to be able to figure out what kind of stress management tools are best for you is to actually identify what your stressors are. And some major stressors are really easy to pinpoint. These are things like a huge move, a career change, a divorce, maybe someone in your life passed away, but there's other chronic stressors that you're going to have to dive deeper into to really understand and be able to pinpoint. A lot of times that is because our own behaviors, our own thoughts, our own feelings contribute to these stress levels on a daily basis without us even realizing or noticing. And this could sound like a few of these examples. I just have so much going on right now, but you can't actually remember the last time you took a day off. Blaming stress on everything out of your control, like your boss or your partner. So not taking any personal responsibility for some of these chronic stressors that you have going on. And if you still aren't sure about what the sources of this chronic stress are, then having something like a stress journal can help you document when some of these events come up. Also, it'll help you understand how you react to them, what emotions are felt during these specific events, 
And this brings so much awareness to all of these different stressors that mean your ability to better navigate these stressors with certain tools are going to be significantly improved because you understand and can notice when they arise and what they are. I'm going to go ahead and note three different tools you can utilize that'll help you better navigate and manage stress. And these three things are going to be avoiding unnecessary stress. The second is going to be accept things that you cannot control or change. And the third is going to be a adapting to stressors. And when we're thinking about the first one, which is avoiding unnecessary stress, this can mean learning to say no to specific things and setting better boundaries. I know this is something that so many of us have struggled with, myself included. When you are spread so thin, what does that do? It causes more stress. So learning to have those better boundaries and saying no to specific things or events is going to be really important. But a huge thing that I've talked about a couple weeks ago in one of my podcasts is also analyzing your task list. And instead of seeing everything as a task that you have to do, separate them into certain ones that can wait. And that goes in a whole separate bucket so that everything is not on your high priority list. And that way you're not constantly spinning your wheels with no time to get everything done. And then another tool that falls under this category is taking control of certain things in your environment. So if social media is something that makes you anxious, if you go on first thing in the morning, let's go ahead and reduce that anxiety by eliminating and making sure that you are not hopping on until 11 a.m. or later each day. And then the second category here is to accept things you can't control and change. I have been a type A person for so long. And at a certain point in my mid-20s, I realized that my inability to understand that I can't control everything was actually causing me a lot more stress than it was doing me good. So... Even if you can't get out of a stressful situation, sharing your feelings can be super therapeutic here. It doesn't mean that the result is going to be different, but you can actually voice how you're feeling and that alleviates a lot of pressure from yourself. And then another huge thing is going to be choosing the way you react to a problem. Instead of seeing how you wish others would react or how you wish things went, because we can't control that. You have to choose how you react. You are in control of that. You are not in control of what other people do. You are not in control of certain situations, right? So this is going to be a huge factor here. And then something else under this category would be looking for the positives. So that means seeing things like major challenges as opportunity for growth. Trust, when I say this takes a good bit of time and practice, it does because It gets easier the more you practice it with more repetitions, just like at the gym. When you get more repetitions in, doesn't that same weight feel easier? It does. And then you're able to move up to the next level. The same thing with looking for the positives in situations. So this just takes a little bit of diligence and practice. And then the third category here is adapting to stressors. So adapting to stressors, meaning that Instead of getting absolutely furious over a traffic jam on the way to work or on the way to the gym, 
Go ahead and reframe this by seeing it as an opportunity to say, catch up on your favorite podcast episode or listen to some of your music that you don't normally get a chance to listen to because your drive is much shorter. And then a huge thing that I know has stood in the way for me, and I've seen it a lot with my own clients too, is letting go of the idea of perfectionism. And I'm saying this to myself, so I'm right there with you because it's something I continually practice, but the standards of yourself and your performance should be reasonable, not perfect, reasonable. So if you set a specific goal and that goal is absolute perfection, right? And you don't get there, you're not going to feel good enough. And if you don't feel good enough, you're going to feel stressed. So setting goals that are actually realistic for yourself and that are achievable instead of ones that mean that there's going to be absolutely no errors will be so much more beneficial for you and your own stress. And I'm not saying this doesn't mean you shouldn't push yourself because you absolutely should push yourself and you should challenge yourself, but not in a way that is absolutely out of reach for you. And that is a huge component. So I know I've discussed some of these healthier ways to combat stress and some of these tools that you can implement. But it's also really important to take note of some unhealthier ways that you could be dealing with certain stressors in your life. And these are not all encompassing, but a lot of the ones I see across the board are filling up every minute of your day in order to avoid problems. So if you notice that you are busy but not productive, this could be you procrastinating. Just pushing off tasks altogether causes you more stress down the line because then your actual task list gets bigger and bigger and bigger and you don't check anything off. Taking it out on others. I know that this is something that happens quite frequently. It means you could lash out on your coworkers, your significant other, your friends or family members. And it's a reactive response. And this is something that can be controlled and that can be managed. So that is a huge positive there. And then withdrawing from social activities altogether. (laughs) This is me to a T. When I get super stressed, I want to be a hermit. And in reality, something that is actually really beneficial for us in times of stress is to be around people and to be social. But I know your mind will tell you that, oh my God, I need to be by myself and I can't be around people. And then something else is binging out on foods for comfort. This is something that I see in a lot of my clients. This is something we navigate a lot with stress management, with mindset, and It's easy to get that quick fix with food. And for a brief moment, you probably feel better. But then afterwards, what sets in? Some embarrassment, some shame, some guilt. You feel like you're completely off track. So this is only a temporary fix to coping with stress. And then the last one is probably one of the more extreme. This is something like smoking tobacco often, doing drugs, even drinking more frequently. And this is something that helps people just like binging on food momentarily cope with stress. But I want to go ahead and mention some swaps that'll actually lead you to a happier, healthier you and will manage your stress more effectively than the previous list of items that I just mentioned. Getting outside. 
getting some type of movement. It doesn't have to be movement in the gym. It doesn't have to be your traditional form of movement that you would think. It could be parking further at the grocery store to walk in. It could be taking the stairs instead of the elevator, walking your dog. It could even mean putting on your favorite music and just moving your body in whatever way feels best for you. Dance like nobody is watching. Yes, that. And then the second one, which I mentioned earlier, the opposite of this was secluding yourself from people and social events. But connecting with people is the easiest thing to neglect when stress and life seems to be so much, right? But an easy way that you can do this is to schedule weekly dinner dates, and these can be reoccurring. This would be something that'll be easy to add to your calendar, and that way you make sure you make time to prioritize that. Also, getting coffee with a colleague or friend, reaching out to a family member and letting them know to have times to check on you. These are all just really big areas that we can improve on with connecting with other people. And then helping to create balance with our lifestyle. I know this is something that I love to focus on because lifestyle factors can make such a drastic improvement on our own stress and stress levels. And this can be things like just maintaining adequate sleep. Anywhere between seven and a half and nine hours is awesome on a continuous basis. Reducing temporary highs. Okay, (laughs) this is something that you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, I mentioned this before. So temporary highs in terms of like both caffeine intake, sugar intake. So binging out on certain foods that give you temporary relief. This can mean that That temporary relief gives you crashes in both energy and mood, which does not help you deal with stress better, right? It doesn't help you alleviate stress. And then this same can go for things like drinking too often, doing drugs, tobacco use. And then the last one, which is probably one of my favorites because it's something that I have worked on so diligently with myself and my clients, and I've noticed so much improvement, is managing time more efficiently. And I know I covered this topic in a even greater detail in a few, a few episodes ago in my podcast. But it's important to note that if you're stretched extremely thin, it's pretty hard to stay level-headed or focused. This means things like not over-committing yourself. And I know when I do too many events, or like big group things in a row means that I tend to feel burnout. out. So don't do back to back to back social events. If you know that your social battery is going to be completely eliminated and you are just going to be a blob for the rest of the week. And I know this is a very real thing. Also prioritizing tasks in the three buckets. Like I mentioned in one of my last podcast episodes, the need done now, need done soon and can wait. And then learning to delegate responsibility. So asking for help when you need it, because we are one person. And that's why my clients come to me is because they have so much on their plate already that they don't have a lot of the time or energy or don't want to add the stress of making their own workout programs or holding themselves accountable 100% of the time. And they don't have that mental capacity to give themselves the support they need all of the time to get from where they are to where they want to be. So learning to delegate this responsibility is going to be something that is huge because it takes 
some different tasks off of your plate that maybe don't need to be there in the first place. And I would say that with all of these different tools and techniques and understanding what different coping mechanisms are used for stress management, the biggest takeaway from all of this, I want you to know is that learning to navigate stress is something that is totally individualized and it takes understanding yourself, understanding your triggers, understanding how you operate in order to make sure that you get to function optimally. Because like I mentioned, not only will your mental health improve, but your physical well-being will improve as well. Because if we can get ahead of some of these different stress management techniques and tools now, you deal with less problems on the back end. And that is what I'm trying to help you navigate. Make sure to hit subscribe if you haven't already and head on over to my Instagram at Marley Rosano to check out even more helpful content.